We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to episode 536 of the Barcelona Podcast, brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Dan Hilton, and unfortunately, yeah, we got to talk about it. Barcelona's 4-2 loss to Girona in the Liga action in a game that is going to, you feel it, it's going to have ramifications throughout the remainder of this Liga season and the bigger season at large for Xavi and potentially his entire managerial career in charge of Barcelona. That's how important this result felt. And to me, it's so frustrating because I would have loved to have just watched this game as a neutral, to be able to take it all in, enjoy the different things that we were seeing, especially from Girona, who I have enjoyed to watch this season. But for Kule, this was not enjoyable. So if you want to make me at least smile just once today, just for a moment, subscribe, give a like, or help me out by giving a good rating on the podcast channels. There's also a Patreon to help me out, as well as the merch store, which is tbpod.link backslash store. Again, that's tbpod.link backslash store. That's how you can get merchandise, and that helps me out in a very direct way. Again, if just Patreon or subscribing, if you've already done that already. So without further ado, let's dive in. It's the five headlines from Barcelona's 4-2 loss to Girona. Headline one is undoing what was done. This is frustrating because, as I had mentioned last week, there were three big matches coming up. It was Porto, it's Atletico Madrid, and it was Girona. So for Xavi to go with the same starting lineup for all three of those matches, that tells you that he felt like they were building something, like some continuity and consistency was going to help this team out. And this match and this result feels like the same thing under Xavi again. It's two steps forward and two or three steps back, or whatever you want to call it. One step forward, two steps back. I think that would be more appropriate. But I don't know. I've also been an optimist that I've always felt like Barcelona has taken two steps forward and one step back under Xavi. We're splitting hairs, but we're not. That's the difference between me being a little more positive, the two steps forward and one step back, as opposed to thinking it's one step and two, like those who watch this one and are realistically frustrated about the things under Xavi. But he went with the same starting lineup because it did work in those other two matches over the last two weeks. And, well, why wouldn't it work again? Especially against a team that Kool-Aid's know it. You see across the other side, Eric Garcia was starting. Pablo Torre, who without Angel Herrera, was called into action against Valencia. He wasn't able to play due to the parent club clause in his loan contract. So they didn't even have him. They were missing a little bit of depth. And Barcelona had also taken their defensive midfielder in Oro Romeu. So as good as they've been this season... You felt like depth-wise without Angel Herrera, they didn't have that central destroyer. I know that that's not what Pablo Torre is, but you get my point with that. Angel Herrera, as good as they'd played, you felt like they were going to be missing a major piece, but they did not in any way. We'll get to that, of course. 
The big picture part is what was undone even in beating Atletico Madrid. Because now Barcelona is firmly in fourth place, tied with Buddy, who still have that game in hand that they're going to make up in the next few weeks. They're now five behind Real Madrid and seven behind Girona, having lost to both of them already this season, which really does make it feel like they're double behind those two. The schedule does get easier, but the damage might already be done. What's worse is that after these three games, as I said, with this Girona loss being worse than the wins for Porto and Atleti were good and gave us coming away with good feelings because of the narrow victories, in a sense, this felt like this is more of who Barcelona are in this match as opposed to those two victories. They're a team with issues in the way that the team is balanced, an issue with finishing, issues when defending counters, and a team that gives away acres of space. That has felt like this Barcelona team all year long where the games where those issues aren't as present are less abundant. And it feels like this is what you're coming back to when you call the mean. Even when Pedri and De Jong are back, things are thriving, things look good for a moment. I know they're without Gabi, but things are looking okay. And then they're right back to square one, regardless of who's on the field. The cracks were still there, as I said, against Porto and Atleti. But Barcelona were the better team in those matches. But Girona brought everybody back to reality. As Xavi said, the issues here were in the details. A bunch of players who might have bigger names than their current talent level suggests aren't the players that Barcelona need them to be. But it's so hard to hear that when Girona leads the Liga with the players that they have, including Eric Garcia. But the Barcelona cannot extract more from just the individuals of these players. And even then, many of those names are underperforming who we know that they could be, even with their ceiling, but with their pedigree and what they've done in the past. They're not living up to that at the moment. Headline two is a system for the players, not the players for a system. This is more in praise of Girona and Michel and what they're building more than it is a diss on Barcelona, but it is that contradiction because both teams played well today, but Girona won and Barcelona didn't because Girona put Barcelona to the sword in a way that hurt Coulets because it felt like they did the way that you expect Barcelona to beat people. Girona is who Coulets want Barcelona to be. Girona is individuals who had a system constructed around them to try to get the best out of every one of those players, as opposed to Barcelona that feels like a system with individual players that have a lot more individual talent even than Girona players, but don't necessarily perfectly fit together, don't fit that system. And you can complain about all the financial reasons, but again, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, maybe you can have some of those arguments, though Atletico Madrid aren't flush with cash either, but Real Madrid's one thing, and being able to solve their problems with a bit of money in the transfer windows. But for Girona, with their budget, there's no excuse. And that is one of the bitter parts about watching this match. But having enjoyed Girona this year, they play a consistent style. And I kind of knew the questions that Barcelona and Xavi were going to have to answer coming in because I had watched Girona this year. Question one was going to be, how would Barcelona deal with the available third man from Girona, who in this match were defending in a 5-3-2? We knew that there'd be quick passing sequences by Girona. They overload one side of the field in what should be called a modern adaptation of total football. A lot of Miguel Gutierrez or Jan Cotto stepping into the midfield in buildup. You're going to expect to see that. That's what they've been doing all year long. And Barcelona did do a few things to counter that. Pedri was finding space early in the space between the midfield and the back line of that 5-3-2, playing between Deli Blind and Miguel Gutierrez. And in buildup, Gundogan and De Jong and Pedri were getting real close behind that midfield line of Girona letting Zhao Felix know it's time to come inside and try to overload the center of the park. And I think that was working to some good effect. I mean, that's why Barcelona did have some moments. But you always got the sense, too, about that system that Barcelona runs. There are always cracks, because if an individual player doesn't rise to the occasion, 
Barcelona aren't going to have the same, not say the same passages of play where you do the same thing, the opponent understands it, but more of it that they don't have the solutions that you know that they can solve. That if there's a problem that they see, like Girona, how do we bypass what Barcelona is trying to do with that high line? You know that Girona do have the passages of play and the understanding of each other in their system with their individual talents to make the most of what each player brings to the table in a way that Barcelona, and that's the biggest knock I think on Xavi of all, that it's always felt like his system does have good ideas and can sometimes, it feels like, get the best out of Pedri or the best out of De Jong, but it never seems to get the best out of everybody all at the same time. Barcelona want to play with a high line. They're willing to take those risks to create chances, and they did that. They tried to put Girona under pressure, and again, they did that when you look at total shots and shots on target, which we'll get to in a bit. But Girona is so good out of pressure, one of the best in world football in totality. They know exactly who they are, both as individuals and in the team concept. But as much as we can praise Girona, the space and distance between Barcelona's midfield and back line was more worrying and something that hasn't been fixed all season long. In fact, it's gotten worse with the lack of Gavi in the midfield. So more than anything, I feel like this match gave us the vocabulary and the understanding, almost a look in the mirror, that Girona are who Kules want Barcelona to be. And Michel is who Kules want Xavi to be at the moment. And the real question for Xavi for the rest of the season is, will you learn from this? Will you look in the mirror and say, actually, we need to look up. Alex Garcia wants to play for Barcelona because it's a bigger club, and it still is. Barcelona is the big brother in Catalonia to Girona, but at the moment, the way these teams are constructed, it would do Barcelona a world of good to look across the aisle and say, actually, that's who we need to be if we're going to catch that team who's seven points ahead of us. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Headline three is punching back and forth. So now that we've already laid the groundwork, let's kind of run through the trials and tribulations of this match, starting even with the second minute. Jorona showed you very quickly with Dovic how dangerous they were going to be early on the counter. And it was good pressure for Barcelona to start this match. Three minutes in, De Jong, Gundogan getting involved and helping to play in behind. But then the first goal happens already in the 12th minute and Barcelona are on the back foot, as they've been so many times this year. 
Coto stepping into the midfield, as was promised with those two fullbacks, Kinsello and Jao Felix, defending the same man on the wing. Goodwin didn't cut down the pass, leaving Araujo late to come over, and Desangoff was free because Christensen tried to play the offside trap. Dovbik, easy finish, getting goal side of Kunde. A rather simple counterattack for Girona that took two passes to go 70 yards. But I mentioned a lot of names there for Barcelona. Everybody there could have done a little bit something different. I think this goal gets prevented. But this one largely goes like Christensen for trying to play the offside trap instead of playing the ball. And what that meant for Barcelona by giving up the opening goal, it allowed Girona to get a lot tighter and more narrow to defend the lead, knowing they're more than comfortable playing out of possession. And the rest of that first half, Barcelona kind of played into that. After the goal, Araujo came over to the left center back spot. Christensen moved to the center to better pass through those lines in the middle, but then they shifted right back after the equalizer, which, well, those are the kind of questions I'd love to hear a bit more in the press conference if it wasn't just about Xavi's job and those bigger ideas about why they did that, but then when they got to the equalizer, they switched that back. Because in the 19th minute, here comes equalizer 1-1, Ron Araujo and Lewandowski off the corner, on it, Lewandowski to it with the header. It was an in-swinger from Rafinha that was right on the head of Lewandowski, outjumping Ivan Martin as Eric Garcia was contending with Araujo and Christensen. And this was a reminder, too, when that goal went in, that if you're good enough to play with Girona, they do leak some goals. They score goals, but they also leak goals. And if you can get on the front foot, they've only lost one game to Real Madrid, but if you have superior talent and you put it all together like Real Madrid did in that win against Girona, to Barcelona, you could argue, should be the other team who can do that. But there was some difference. As we know, I hate to say it's about mentality and all those intangibles. But you watch Real Madrid play, even when they stink up the joint. There's something about them. There's something cutthroat. There's something hungry that they find a way and believe that they're the better team against Girona. Well, I just can't say that for Barcelona. I sum it up in this moment. I don't mean to pile on Lewandowski, but there's going to be some negative things to be said about him throughout the rest of these five headlines. But starting the second half, Daly Blin kind of knocks him over while going for the ball. And that will not quiet the critics. After Cancelo did his job for once in that game, took the extra man's attention after taking on two, and Lewandowski just got to be stronger and maybe Barcelona get a good shot on goal there. Not that they didn't have enough of them. Because headline four is take your chances. Barcelona didn't take theirs, Girona took theirs, and now's the difference in the game. Just kind of like I predicted. This had the potential of being a shootout, and it was. I'll give you some examples. 18th minute, Rafinha real close. Cancelo delivered because Aniga was there for the save. Rafinha, another wide shot at the near post in the 21st minute. Could have had a brace at that point. Kunde kept Savio largely at bay in the first 22 minutes, but then Savio got him behind. But the Dovbik header was wide. Pacey wingers on the left will give Kunde too much to handle, but it was a reminder that cross and pray is a strategy that can fail to work for other teams too. But that's also where my compliments for Kunde kind of ended on the day. I thought he was good in the first like 22 minutes, and then the wheels kind of came off. Because at that point, I think Girona started to play with a bit more confidence, even though Barcelona had just equalized. Girona still had plenty of confidence in who they were and what they do well. Up until that point, they weren't really taking on anybody 1v1. That's not how either of these teams tend to operate. But unlike Barcelona, that Savio option that Girona has, they just don't have that in Jao Felix or Rafinha in a way that Savio can go directly at those defenders. I guess Cancelo is the only one that Barcelona has that does that. But again, he's a left back, but needs to be defending as a left back the way that Miguel Gutierrez does. And speaking of Miguel, in the 27th minute, he was wide on a shot. So quick with a shot against Araujo. And a worry about Kunde was also a worry about Araujo on the night. He was a bit slow to stuff on the night. If I didn't know better, I think that he might have had a breathing problem with maybe a broken jaw or something like that. And he should have been wearing a mask for the whole duration of the match, but it didn't feel comfortable, so we threw it off. Miguel also had another one in the 39th minute, and it did feel like Barcelona were afraid to tackle Dovbik in and around the box because they didn't want to concede a penalty. And the opposite was happening for Girona. You know Eric Garcia, not a great defender, but that dude, for all his mistakes, he almost had a handball early for it, but he throws his body and tries to make blocks and 
Same thing with Daily Blind. They just kept selling out over and over and over again and getting in the way of shots in a way that Barcelona seemed like they twinkled toe around the opposition because they're just so scared that they're going to make a mistake and get pulled or that they're out of the starting lineup or something bad is going to happen if they go in for the tackle as opposed to just pressuring the ball, trusting yourself, not fouling, not committing the penalty, and just taking the ball away or putting your body in front of it and keeping your arms at your side. Barca still had more chances, though. 37th minute, a huge opportunity. Araujo in behind for Rafinha, but Rafinha can't get out of his feet, and it leads to some Barca corners. Then the game changes again. You knew there'd be twists and turns. 41st minute, Barca not pressuring the ball. Miguel gets the goal. Girona running into the box as a unit, not disjointed the way Barcelona seemed to. And no one steps to the ball because all of Koundé, De Jong, and Christensen were considering the other Girona players running into the box. You see Rafinha trailing the play, and that's a concern. When your left back, that being Miguel, would get forward, if Rafinha isn't tracking him, he was wide open in the middle of the field. To me, this wasn't Rafinha's best showing, but at least he was impacting the games, as I already mentioned his name a few times. Haven't said Jao Felix's name at all. He was non-existent in that first half. The opposite of what we saw from his impact against Atletico Madrid. Jao Felix finally found some room in the 51st minute, his one and only moment from this game. That led to a De Jong long shot, and then a free kick for Barca right outside the box. A real nice spot if Rafinha, Lewandowski, Gundogan could have made the right choice, but Rafinha couldn't keep it down, didn't have his knee over it, and simple technique was a big problem for Barcelona. They could have had five or six in this game, but instead they end up with two. 59th minute, another one. Huge run back by Eric Garcia to stop Rafinha, who got him behind with a terrific curling run, but the ball had a bit too much pace on it for Rafinha to square himself to goal and get any power on the shot. Another wasted opportunity. 63rd minute, that's when I started to get worried. I know Barcelona only down 2-1 at that point, but heavy legs were coming. Again, it kind of felt like I'm looking in a mirror, saying this is the moment in a lot of games where I know Barcelona have put the other team under enough pressure over the course of a game that they can find those ways through. And it's time for Barcelona to kind of step it up. But Barcelona had those heavy legs. I know they had more possession, but it felt like Girona had more ways through Barcelona. And that sinking feeling I had was right. 64th minute, Araujo and Lewandowski almost had a second though. Pedri crossed it and the two big bodies for Barcelona close to it. So more opportunities and Gundogan didn't bring his shooting boots. He had five shots, but nothing really troubling the goalkeeper. None of those to really be remembered. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And headline five is one title contender, because that's what there was in this game, especially down the stretch. 65th minute, Christensen, Jao Felix, and Rafinha out for Balde, Ferran Torres, and Lamine Mall. As you saw, pretty obvious here, Balde was in a central position, given license to get forward. So yes, in buildup, because Barcelona expected to have Girona be defending a bit more, which they were, Balde just straight up the field. Basically a defensive midfielder, I guess, but defending along a back four as a center back, which, yeah, feels weird with Cancelo playing out of position at left back 
and Balde playing out of position at left center back, and Araujo playing right back, and Kunde playing quote-unquote out of position, but I think the jury, again, is still out on that. 67th minute, Torres won the free kick just inside the box. Gunawan over on the free kick just moments later. De Jong in behind for Torres. Torres delivers across Gunawan defeat, but the German was just wide. 70th minute there, only Lewandowski with a license to shoot. Girona defending really, really well. Throwing their bodies in the way, as I said. Come the 75th minute, Pedri was completely out of gas. Took to the 80th minute, Fermin Lopez on for Pedri. And for as much pressure that Barcelona were putting on the opposition... Some bad individual defending was the name of the game. And that space between the midfield and the back line, it's kind of everybody's fault and nobody's fault at the same time. There are individual instances you could point out. It was poor defending from Cancelo against Koto, a player that he beat out for a spot in several Man City teams. So that might have been a little bit personal. But that space wound up being Barcelona's undoing. The 3-1 comes in the 80th minute. Valeri gets it around Kunde and finishes. Araujo lost the 50-50 with Stewani. That's not a ball that he usually loses. Two mistakes by two center backs, and that's it. It's 3-1. There were some late misses as well. Nothing particularly close and troubling, but still misses. Eric Garcia involved in about all of it. Some late misses for Girona, though, as well. This one could have been even worse. That's the kind of game this was. The sub, Jean Solis, missed one late. Could have put the game 4-1 earlier, but then the 3-2. A little bit of hope. 92nd minute, Laminia Ball delivered to Ferran Torres. It was a nice turn. Same with Gundogan, a nice turn and a finish, but a little bit too late. Or was it? <laughs> 93rd minute, Lewandowski missing the equalizing header. A shot that I do not want. I know it's coming at the end of these five headlines. Do not forget this one. The next time I feel safe to criticize Lewandowski, or the next time that I try to defend Lewandowski, I'm going to unfortunately remember this header. I know we got the goal on the header earlier, but scuffing this open wide header, getting inside position on Eric Garcia, a good cross from Luminium Mall. And this is the difference between one point and zero points, and more importantly, taking two points off of Girona. But that header doesn't go in. I know the fourth goal doesn't matter, but it's going to be the narrative goal. 95th minute, Stuani's late goal, it sealed it. Miguel gets in behind again. So apparently there was enough time for another goal, and Barcelona were pushing for the equalizer. Again, they could have had it, didn't happen. And people are going to talk about the XG, and I've mentioned XG before, of more than four for Barcelona, but that doesn't also take into account the quality of the shots here. And I think XG does matter sometimes when it comes to passes of play. And I, I think usually when XG is smaller, but when XG is that high, 31 to 15 on shots, 11 on target to seven, even that 11 on target to seven, but you saw the quality of those shots. But I don't know. I almost walked that back a little bit that if Gunawan gets a little bit more, a little bit more knee, same thing with Rafinha, if they get a little bit more knee, a little bit more laces, the smallest, like the smallest of margins, Barcelona created chances again. They didn't finish their chances. This was Girona's first win over Barcelona. It had been four wins and two draws for the Balgrana. And Barcelona had never lost to Girona, obviously. So in their seventh meeting, they take the L. And Girona, I mean, if it's not Barcelona, I hope they go on and win the Liga. At this point, just gosh darn, if Real Madrid pipes them on one of the final days, that would be heartbreaking. And I do hope that Barcelona, big picture here, the thing that I'll be talking about even against Royal Antwerp, it doesn't matter what the score of that game is. I do hope this is a lesson that Barcelona take even over this winter break and when they're playing teams that will say are lesser, like Almeria, in the coming week. And we're on the But Valencia should be enough of a test for Barcelona to kind of show that they learned something in this match. And I hope that that does happen. So until then, as always, I hope you stick with me and close the Barcelona.